Hello, this is Ian Austin and this is Friday Night Shudder. It's Sunday morning, 16th September at 8.37 and I am sat in bed and what better time to watch and live stream. Uh, live stream, I say live stream, I'll be recapping this and it'll be my exact reactions as I'm watching so it's live for me but if you guys it won't be live, it'll go up Tuesday I think. The plan was originally to do Revenge but I can't find that on Amazon or the UK app um, for Shudder on Amazon Prime even. So I'm going to, I'm sure I'll do that at some point, as soon as I can, but at the moment I can't. But today I'm going to do Lucio Fulci's City of the Living Dead. And I'm going to do that because my first episode that was so loved, and most viewers by far so far, was Zombie Flesh Eaters, so I figured Lucio Fulci is a good omen. So I'm going to be doing City of the Living Dead. I've seen this once before and I thought it was very strange. And But the idea of Horror Maestro Lucio Fulci throwing open the gates of hell, unleashing Plague of Zombies in a notorious shock and gore masterpiece, that's something to be inspired by. Inspired by surely, sorry, it's very early in the morning, I'm just going to come around. But I won't get started, because I've got to record the VHS Fire episode later on too. Yeah, ain't life grand. So anyway, here we go, I'm pressing play now, and I strongly suggest that you press play now too, and enjoy the experience. I'm watching this on my iPad, by the way. So this is a Daniel Finn Medusa Distribution. I can catch the rest of that, oh that's very loud. Got headphones on, so I can actually hear fucking dialogue this week. So it's uh, very bleak titles. The music's quite good. It's quite atmospheric. Lucio Fulci's very good at music. You have to give him that. He's good at soundtracks. So we start with a, sh a steer shot of a creepy house. And this is uh, lit with a lot of fog. And um, So you need your air grey team on. And win graveyard and already you can see he's got really good vibe. Lucio Fulci is great atmosphere. You can't say he's not. He's really good at it. He's got fog, he's got the creepy music, he's got the distorted background and the plain graveyards, great playing them tombstones even. I mean he's the the tension it creates he, it's just palpable, you know like the, the colour scheme everything, he's so good at that. He's so good. Like at this part you see a man background just slowly come into focus. So we're wearing black and this seems to be a loose homage to George Romero's start of Night for the Living Dead, which was set in a graveyard slash cemetery. Less fog there. And a close up for the guy's eyes and you're never sure if the actors in the movie are petrified for real or disacting it. Anyway, this guy's a priest in Dunwich. I should add, I've vaguely seen the movie before, but I don't remember what happened, so you're going to get my live reactions of it. So it's fascinating. And we cut to Graveyard with the text, The song that pines for eternity show outrun death. You dwell of the twilight void come Dunwich. It's a lot of fucking text poems, Tombstone. If you're vandalising it, that's a pointless textbook of tombstones. What the fuck does that mean and why would you be that specific? I'm guessing it's um, an example of him translating from Italian to English. It doesn't come across quite the way he intended, but... Oh, is this a witch cult? 
oh, I love Witch Cult. It's like my favourite part of Halloween, the favourite entry of the entire series, except for the first one, which is quite clearly the best, is Halloween 6. And that awesome Witch Cult, like the Nazi cult, you throw a Nazi cult into a horror movie and it's getting at least three stars for me. That's just science. Oh, this looks like a dopey woman from Zombie Flesh Eaters. Is it the same actress? Yes. Oh man, she gets more work. Oh, I'm so um, I'm happy because she seems to be Louis Lucio Fulci's Robert De Niro. <laughs> imagine having a imagine this terrible actress is your version of Robert De Niro. Uh, and this witch cult is clearly speaking some. Ancient language, and then you know, throwing it back. Uh, rope falls down from the tree, but does nothing. We and then cut close up, and priest is pulling it round his neck. And wait, what? What the fuck does this have to do with zombies? And then he dies. He left her dies, and and the the woman screams. Like, why would you scream? Clearly, the way Lucio Fulci was phrasing, was visualizing, and visually compositing that scene. You witches were making this guy do that. That's the way it was structured and edited. So why are you screaming? I shouldn't ask. I don't... I love Lucio Fulci's movies. I think they're great. But I shouldn't ask why he does what he does. Because there's no rhyme or logic to it. Uh, he just does things to it. He's the cinematic version of the Joker. He just does things because he wants to do them. And now zombies rising from the ground... And you have to give Lucio Fold credit. He's this woman screaming about dead. She's she's screaming about she's screaming title title drop title drop. These poor witches are screaming title zombie city of living dead. Oh my god! She screams again and falls off her chair. Mary, Mary, well she is quite contrary to this group of witch Nazis. She's having a. Epileptic fit, it looks like some kind of floor, and she's oh, she makes sure to bite part of her dress so her teeth don't smash each other bits. I guess that's quite clever of her. And that graveyard with the text on it, it's, the tombstone text on it, has changed because it looks like it's got a mini clover leaf on top of it now, it didn't have it before. Oh, Mary's dead. Shit. Thank you for telling us, man. I don't know your name. Well, I mean, maybe if you established a character, would give a shit. But I don't know who she is, and she seems like a witch. And I think she caused the man commit suicide. So why the fuck would I be sorry? Sorry, why'd I be sorry that she's dead? Like I don't care. Like you know, state your characters, Lucio. Come on give you praise but you have to <sighs> no, no reflection got moved I was at the um, London Podcast Festival last night so he actually did a podcast like fucking amazing guys if you like wrestling and you like funny podcasters you have to listen to this actually did a podcast Now we get the um This is just 
level of cop work is right slap bang down to zombie flesh here's mode. Where the cops ask the criminals you questions like you expect me to believe this. Like, no, you either believe it or you don't. You don't ask a criminal whether it's valid or not. Like with Oh shit. She just caught the head witch just caught this cop a comic book version, but I don't remember in cops like I don't remember in cops like this from comic books. I mean maybe oh I suppose this guy tying him some fleshy is this must be the Lucio Fulci universe version of Jim Gordon. It's not a paradox. Sorry, they they try and put across the woman dying because of book written four thousand years ago was paradox. One, that's not paradox, Lucia. You know that's not paradox. And two, I just like plenty of people die because of books written thousands of years ago. That's the entire reason why we have so much war because people fight tooth and nail over books written four thousand year thousands of years ago, like. Oh, there's the fire. Farting fire, I suppose, is the best description for it. Just coming up and down, up and down, up and down. Nothing more, but with Sicko, whilst in my rant about religion. But the, the idea of farting fire is it's not threatening. Like, Lucio is very strange director. Love him, but he's very strange. And I'm not even sure what they're investigating. This woman clearly did die of fright. Which is an actual thing. So, like, what the fuck? Wait, no, the fire didn't come out the floor. It was just above the floor. Went up a bit, went down, farted. Went up, went down, farted again. Like, state your fucking thing, mate. Jesus. Are these two having two different conversations? He's not refusing truth. He wants to find out what happened. And why are you looking at the camera? Don't tell us. Tell him. Tell the cop. Oh, Jesus, that close-up. Cool music's back, at least. This guy, oh, holy shit. This guy looks fucking pissed. This guy looks like zombie array. Like, he's got weird dimensions. And he keeps looking back and forth, but the sound we're hearing is not a sound in frame. It's added to the soundtrack. So what are you reacting to? Come on, mate. State of your acting. So this guy looks like a cross between Peter Green, the guy from Mask and Usual Suspects. And Chris Reckleston creeps into a creepy house, creepily. And he's walking and walking and walking. He's got blood on his shirt. I'm guessing he's some sort of criminal. I guess you could say he looks like a um, Adrian Edmondson from, like, the Young Ones days. And he finds a blow-up doll. What? And he throws the blow-up doll on the floor and it blows up. And it's actually a sex doll. And he threw it on the floor and it just inflated. And now he's laughing and walking at it. And what the fuck am I watching? What am I doing with my life at 8.24? At 8.30, whatever the time is. 
on a Sunday watching a grown man, an actor, caress a, a, a sex doll. And then look nervously at the floor where there's a dead baby's corpse. What in the fuck is going on? Seriously. How? So many questions. One, how did that doll inflate when he threw it on the floor? Two, how did he not smell that creepy, creepy dead baby? Three, what? Does that have to do with anything? Four, why was there blood on his shirt? Five, where was he going? Why was he there? I don't... Why was the doll... What is going on? Oh my God, no, not enough newspaper reporter. We've been littered with name. This is so comic book. Oh my god. What is going on? What is this? Incidentally, um, a bit of screen capping knowledge. This cop right here is called, in screen ter writing terms, it's called the gatekeeper. He denies you three times and then when you finally get round him, you succeed. So it's a really great little screenwriting term. It's something I learned in my own writing. And notice also this guy looks exactly like Wesley from Zombie Flesh Eaters. And he's a reporter too. It's like Lucio has one thing he do, which is reporters. He doesn't do them weird, but he does do them. Okay, we get it. It's Junie's Lounge. Come on, get on with it. You've only got an hour and 20 minutes left. <laughs> that great dialogue about a woman named Cindy Laurel and then glass smashes and they all look at each other very strangely. Oh shit, it's on. Those are the action movie close-ups. But they're not doing anything, they're just staring at glass, like, exchange eye contact. They look very intense, oh shit, they st one of them stands up, the other one stands up. Oh man, we're going to get a fight now, we're going to get a big action sequence, a big first act action sequence. No, they're just staring at glass. Yeah, lads, it's broken, the glass is broken, we get it, I'm going to find out why. What? Why would you be all so concerned and then not try and figure out why it's broken? There is no evidence that that was caused by witches or evil or magic or demon forces. It just splintered. Maybe it splintered from the other side. This, I mean, I get that this is a supernatural movie. I understand it's a horror movie. I get it. I completely get it. But that, okay, that wall breaking down slightly stranger but don't stare at it like an idiot maybe try and figure out what happened the two the two guys rung up Junie's bar Junie looks at Wall and just shakes his head like motherfucker 
Well, if it's a brand new building in construction, maybe you should potentially look into what in the Ed Loving fuck could cause that. Jesus Christ, mate. Oh, there, oh, there's a cat. Oh, it looks so happy. Cats don't give shit. Cat will happily be in your movie if you just tell it. Wait, what? When this woman was eight, she wanted to marry her father and she's rationalising it. He was a drunk, apparently. I... And he left... What? You're not a very good psychiatrist, I mate. She, my drunken father, who I wanted to marry, left me and my mother. I was very sad. Tell me, what does that make you feel? And then just the sessions interrupted. Like, this just, this is not a very good psychiatrist. I'm just going to say it. I don't think you know if he was upset. None of these people can act. They all look very confused. I think that's why Lucio got rid of that terrible one from um, his Rob De Niro. He got rid of her straight away because she could not act to save her life. She could barely... She can scream and give her that, but that's about it. And I think the worst part is the psychiatrist is still charging for the session. Uh, and also, what is that picture? What is going on in the background? It's a picture of a, it's a white, white background on one frame with picture of a dog on it. And then there's a map. And then there's a demonic entity reaching for the heavens. And then there's another map. And then there's just an image with like a a, a child's signature. Yeah, that's what you say someone who's in therapy session. Take it easy. What? And then continue therapy session like nothing happened. He's clearly charging you for that. And he's going to keep you there for another 40 minutes. Like, what an arsehole. Oh, Sandra. Oh, shit. The, what? The cat bites Sandra. Scratches Sandra, rather, because she squeezed it by the neck. And I'm like, you know, I have this grave cat there. Like... If you're going to freak out and see demonic entities and parallel mentions and shit like that and witchcraft. Well, I think her trying to choke cat death frightened it, you know? Having freak out. Stupid woman. Stupid people, even. And now I have to meet another new character who's looking at Playboy in a park. With his friend who's eating sandwich who looks just like the priest. Discussing porno flits. They stood above an open grave with a skeleton in it. A decomposed body that's just now rendered inert in a skeleton form. I'm sorry. Who in the name of God and all that is holy... Would sit above a grave reading a pornographic magazine while his friend eats a hamburger and talks about the last time he saw a porn movie. We all have like weird things that we've done in our lives, 
But that takes the cake. Literally, literally takes the cake. And now they're dusting off the skeleton for fingerprints, I guess, maybe. Okay, so Mary Woodhouse is dead. And she gets the most pathetic tombstone I've ever seen in my life. With a picture of her. I don't think it's a very flattering picture. And her coughing is black. And it's um, oh, it's so mangandered. I have no idea who's who. This guy, this Columbo, fuck it, Columbo, walks up to the grave and he's, um, oh, he's got a notepad. So it might actually be Columbo. He's writing something. He's perched on the coffin and he's writing. Strange movie. And this guy's still eating. Come on, mate. Show some goddamn respect. This is literally, this guy's literally Columbo. And these two guys, the two like cemetery guys, are saying, show some respect to the dead. You're smoking a cigarette and you just, your friend was just jerking off the pawn over a grave. Like, you can't show him less respect than that, surely. Jesus. Also, how many days has it been since she died? It can't be more than what? The next morning? And they've already done your autopsy. And, I mean, we all know what she died of. But they've already done your autopsy, clearly. They would have had to if they buried already. And all funeral stuff. Like, do witches not have any basic, like, rites or anything? Oh, shit, the flower. The flower they buried her with is weird. And, I mean, wouldn't the witches know about zombies? Wouldn't they know about all that shit on Zombie Island from, like, zombie flesh eaters? I mean, it's, I'm assuming it's the same continuity. They're really dragging this out. They've got to show us the worst grave diggers since a guy from Megan is missing. Exactly, God, that movie comes on Shudder. Oh, I might have to do a live. I have to do a live recap for that. It's rainbow looking motherfucker with beard you know Columbo is like I don't know it's one mystery I can't solve yeah Columbo actually wait a sec the first scene we we know who did mur we know who carried out murder this really is a Columbo episode we already know who did it and it's just trying for Columbo trying to figure out who did it we could get motherable pile of scenes at the end of it Oh my god, this actress lives on. Oh my god, she can't even do a convincing job of being buried alive. You are no Uma Thurman. Literally, you are not. God, she's just. And somehow he hears her banging on coughing despite the fact that she's buried under ions and ions of mud. Columbo's like, hmm. Nope, apparently he didn't. Apparently that very specific sound that you heard was not worth investigating. Wait, no, he stops, he turns. Maybe he hears it, maybe. You're a detective, mate, you know. Maybe you hear it, maybe. 
Suddenly he hears it. There is no way he would hear that sound. And if he did hear that sound, he would run over immediately. If he just heard the slight sound, he would not come over. The fact he's reacting so strongly indicates that he hears the full noise and doesn't think it's worth investigating without a bit of thought. What is going on? Now, wait, stop, turn, turn. Lucio, did you have a 25-page script again? Oh, okay, fingernail scraping, that's disgusting. But this actress is terrible. Now Columbo's going to leave again. No, no, stop. See, that's disgusting. That's proper disgusting. This actress is terrible. She is awful. See, this is why you always do a fucking autopsy. You know, and check the pulse, like, it's not rocket science. Oh, guess he didn't hear anything. Oh, now he heard something. Careful, mate. Fucking hell. Fucking hell, mate. She lost her eye once before. <laughs> Jesus Christ, love, calm down. Fucking hell. Where's the zombies? <laughs> Come on, I won't see zombies. What is going on? She's... The, the witch who died isn't dead. She's come back. And priests commit suicide because of the witches. But the witch freaked out because she didn't do it. And then she saw it. And then the priest is dead. And, and this woman's died but isn't dead. She's come back. And Columbo found the body. And the, the grave diggers were jerking off over the grave. And it's just... Then the grave diggers didn't bury her properly, but she wasn't dead in the first place. And then Columbo almost murdered her with the axe, but Dylan and the fingernails are bloody. And what, what is going on? What? What is, why was the guy at the house with the blow-up doll? Why did it inflate straight away? What? Why? Why? What was with the baby? The, the baby in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> it's only 28 minutes in. What is going on? Sorry, my squeaky voice, but what is going on? Seriously. Um, no. Th 
What are you talking about? Was Mary dead or not? Did she wake up? What? Sorry, what are you talking about? Seriously, I hate it. I would rather they not explain it in movies like this than explain it that badly. Suddenly, there's portals to demonic dimensions that must be shut, otherwise no one will ever die again. But Mary died and came back, and she seems fine. Like, she's not a zombie. Like, you're talking about prophecy? But, but if you know the prophecy, then why wouldn't you do something to stop it? You just were fucking creeping on a priest to commit suicide. But the implication was that you guys caused it. Like, and now we're in a sex club. Um... Random woman is walking around talk, looking for Bob. Can't find Bob because I don't know who Bob is. I don't even know if Bob is Captain Movie. Oh. Bob is... Who the fuck's Bob? He's lying down freaking out. Oh, is this the guy from... What? That... Oh shit, Bob's running. Did he bring Creepy Baby back? Bob, why would you cre bring Creepy Baby, Creepy Zombie Baby back? Where, I don't know Jogfiff where we are. Oh shit. Uh oh. Oh. It's gonna make her eat the offal. Eat it! Eat the girl! Eat the awful! Eat it! Oh, it's the priest! Oh, he's squishing the awful and shit. Oh, that's disgusting. You make her eat it. I guess these zombies different. They don't want to eat your skin. They want to make you eat bits of their brains, I guess. Like, literal zombification. Who's Emily? Oh, she's, she's usually home at this hour of night. I hope nothing's happened. That's terrible accent, but it's very English. Town. People in this town. People in this town. The movie is called City of the Living Dead. The movie is not called Town of the Living Dead. City of the Living Dead. You can't have dialogue which says, in this town, 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 if it's meant to be set in a city. That is false advertising in the show. I did not ask that. I want a city. I want a full city for zombies, not a town. Not a town called Dunwich. No, you lied to me. I want a city. I want a city guard. I want mayor from Jaws. I want shit. To get real? Oh, now we're getting real. Is it another uncomfortable set scene in the Lucio Vulture movie? What the devil's the matter? Where's about to be an army of fucking zombies coming after you, making you eat their offal? Wait, what? Did, what the devil is wrong with you? This place gives me willies. Oh, come on. You're not a little child anymore, are you? This dialogue... Hurts my soul. 
so does this incredibly uncomfortable make-out scene. Like... Sway talking woman down. You know? In fact, you have to do these movies to create tension. In fact, they always have to do a scene where a woman doesn't seem particularly into it, but guy talks her into it. In fact, that I understand this made in the 70s or early 80s or whatever, but it's just mind-blowing that we still get movies like this today where conflict exists from, I don't want to, do it, I'll talk you into it, okay, I'll do it. And Priest is hanging from rope. He just appeared, hung from rope, and then disappeared. But it looked nothing like the actor from the original scene. So is it a different priest? Are they just hanging, a priest just committing suicide everywhere? Is it witch and cult, Nazi cult injected suicide? Who knows? Now he appears again. And he's like, hello. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> oh, they're making eye contact. The priest is like, love. Oh shit, her eyes are bleeding. That's the power of the hello, love. <laughs> oh shit, wait, what? So the zombie powers are they can turn you to a zombie by making you eat their brains? Or if they make eye contact with you for long enough, you bleed from every orifice and foam from the mouth and bleed from the mouth. Oh, strawberry jam. Strawberry jam watch. And guy next to her is like, wait, what? I didn't sign up for this. And now his door's locked because the zombies have the power to lock doors. Oh, she, oh, giblets. Oh, she's, she's throwing up giblets. Oh, no, her intestines. Oh, that. That is beautiful. Oh, wait. She, she's throwing up everything. Bloody hell. This poor actress. Imagine, like... Fucking hell, mate. Fucking hell. Lucio, we get the point. Jesus Christ. What sort of zombie is this? Oh, dude, squeezing the head. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so fucked up. What sort of zombies are these? Is this like... I think Lucio's gone confused. I think he's very confused, and I think he's going more from the witchcraft angle. Like, Lucio, these aren't zombies. You know, you can't call movies City of the Living Dead if it's not set in the city, and if the zombies aren't zombies, because Living Dead is symbolic and representative of zombies. They are the living that are also dead. They don't have the power... To force you to throw up every internal organ. That's not a zombie. I just... I get Lucio didn't want to make the exact same movie as some flesh eaters. And it's not. It's, it's got more of a slight American werewolf in London vibe. <sighs> I think it came out before it. But... Oh, that's good to know. She wasn't strangled. Apparently, she, this woman did not die by a cardiac arrest. She died of fear. Wait, what? 
I wait, sorry, what? Oh no, wait, sorry, what? No. No, sorry, hang on a second. How how can you deduce that she died of fear when she had all that shit smushed around her mouth? She died of suffocation, you quack, quack motherfucker. What? Exactly, how'd you miss that? Sorry, the Lucio Fulci movies take place in a place, in a universe where you can't smell anything. How do you, or see, how do you miss that? They always miss this. The most, dis I imagine it's the most disgusting universe in the history of universe. You know, the most disgusting place ever in terms of how much it stinks. And they never react to it. Why don't they react to it? I don't understand. It's not enough tea. I need a kettle in the bedroom. Oh, it's gone cold. Swap it. We'll have some blackcurrant. No, De Niro's not in this movie. Don't be, don't be silly. Don't say things you'll late regret. Columbo and Mary Woodhouse uh, having chat. You didn't see a priest. You. Convince the priest commit suicide. Why were you watching priest? Wait, no. What? No. Wait. How would that work? Sorry. Just back up a sec. How do you unlock a gateway to this to a demonic dimension? How do you do it? I I, I don't understand. I'm very confused right now. And now we're in the cemetery. I don't have any sense of how much time has passed in this movie. Because it seems like two weeks have passed because two people have died. But at the same time, I have to assume two weeks haven't passed because Mary was clearly not dead and they immediately buried her and then she woke up. Like, no one did proper work to bury that woman. I refuse to believe that any, any of the proper steps were taken. And now they're immediately going to, what are they doing? Embalm? It's not even a day. Literally, I, I don't know what this is going on. Or is this a priest? I don't fucking know. I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on. He's anyways paint this woman's lips. Uh, Fine shade of rouge, and he's dabbing her with uh, condition with facial stuff and blushing or whatever. So we're at the funeral home, and I again clearly not none of these deaths were clear. They clearly were not caused by fright. I've been frightened to death. You know that. Anyone can look at these people and think that's not what happened. Oh, we're back at the bar. Clearly these guys got over being scared. Clearly these things weren't all shot in the same day. 
He's, oh man, this guy's going for moose because the air's growing too thick. It's important. We finally get some half decent acting. So she's very sad that her daughter's dead. And this creepy looking kid in the background. This creepy, bowl cut looking, John Lennon looking motherfucker in the background. You know, like, I do not. I don't like the cruel kids, but there's so much wrong with that kid, it's scary. And now, 1970s Peter Green's back. Uh, am I meant to take this character seriously? Like, he's, it seems like his stuff is straight out of a sitcom. Like, to blow up dolls and leaving his partner to die. I mean, that's disgusting, but this guy could have a laugh track on everything that he does in the movie, like clearly, just around the applause. Now he's walking for another creepy place. Is this, oh, I guess this is meant to be a guy they don't trust. So the priest comes down, what, what? The priest can teleport and he comes down from ceiling, hung from rope and he disappears, but rope stays and then rope disappears and I don't think this is a zombie movie, guys. I don't think this is moved about zombies. And now Peter Green running for his life, and then we cut. Columbo is a great detective, but he's got lost. He's got lost in the town of Dunwich. It's a town. It's not even safe. You work as a cop in the town. You were in town. You drove out of town for some reason, and now you're lost. Why would you drive out of town? Where is he going? How big is this town? Like, look, I grew up in small town England, okay? A, a town, not even a decent sized town in England. You can drive from one end to the other end in under two hours. In under two hours, and this guy got lost. He's a cop in a small town. How the fuck do you get lost, mate? And now they only have 48 hours, 48 hours solved this. Again, not a problem. You live in a town. It's not difficult to find something in a town. A town where you've lived for years. A town where you are the predominant police officer in the town. Or, or, to, or journalist, whatever. Either way, you know what... You know where is where in town. And you would not possibly be able to get lost. But you would also not drive out of town. Stop. Look at a map and say, we've only got two days to solve this. Why would you drive out of town? It's either a city or a town. It can't be both. If it's a city, why were you in countryside? If it's a town, why were you in countryside? Not rocket science. Not rocket science, mate. In the, the, is this a priest? Or is this like a zombie minion? Is this like the Renfrew of the... This? No. No, he sticks his hand in... His dumbass sticks his hand in the... Um, so they are zombies then. Because he stuck his hand... Moriarty in some funeral home. Moriarty's in some funeral home. Mori fucking arty in some funeral home. Are you take is this taking the piss now? Seriously. 
I am so hungry. But I'm also so confused. So the zombies now bite? You know, the zombies aren't zombies that you have magical powers and don't bite people. They just smother them. Apparently now also bite people. Like, why Why did she bite him? Is she a different zombie? Are there levels of zombies in this city that's not a city, that's a town? I'm... I love the music though. Lucio Fulci is great at music. Uh, and now that we're in kids' room, he has a giant stuffed dog, a giant stuffed bulldog, and a rocking chair. Why would you give your child a rocking chair? And his window's open. Stupid kid left his window open. Stupid young John Lennon left his window open. Can you imagine? Like, why would you leave your window open, you stupid, stupid child? Seriously, what is wrong kids in movies? They always write them to be the dumbest people, the most inept. I get that they're a child and they don't have, like, the full adult common sense. But they don't act human. Like, nothing. This kid's reactions... If you can't write a child character, if you can't cast a child character, don't include the kid in the movie. Zombie Flesh Eaters had no kids. It was a perfectly good zombie movie. Okay? This kid adds nothing to the movie. He is somehow even more dumb than that silly woman from Zombie Flesh Eaters who had a back to a wall when she knew a zombie is trying to get through the door. I mean, this is why people criticise the last It movie. I liked it because those kids, A, acted like kids, would actually act, and B, were given dimensions beyond I'm a scared child. That's just seeing a scared child is not entertaining, especially when a child can't act. Or even speak. And also, these, these adults look like grandparents rather than parents. Oh, shut up, you stupid kid. God, this fucking child. And shut up. That's not your mum. That's your grandmother. Clearly, the ages do not match up for her being able to have a kid your age. She's in her 60s, and you are, I, I guess, 9 or 10? Like, I don't think there's enough IVF. I'll be honest. I don't think, for that couple, there's not enough IVF to get them to have kids. And if they could, and they had you, oh my God, I think you would be sent off to live with an adoption agency. I genuinely do. So now the woman from therapy is painting 18 monks looking rhino? Like, why Why would you foreshadow things that you are not going to have in a movie? Why would you do it? Oh, God damn. That would be an interesting villain. 
the the Rhino King from Dimension ninety four, the demonic Rhino King. He he speaks in a clipped Scottish accent. He he walks on hind legs and he carries a flame the flaming sword of Benudu. But we won't get that because Lucio Fulci is batshit insane, but in a way which is complimentive of his budget. Or lack thereof. So. <laughs> There's no time to explain you won't believe me anyway. That sums up Lucio Fulci movies completely. And also the idea of a hysterical woman, because he can't write any, he can't write a competent female character. They need to be fucking hysterical. He'll. Why would you call? A, why would your the woman you're seeing therapy? That you're her therapist. She's coming to you for therapy. Why would you phone her? Why would you answer the phone and say, "I'll be there soon, honey." That's really unprofessional on so many levels. Fraser Crane would never do that. Niles Crane would never do that. <coughs> Disgusting. Peter Green's in his car and he's scared. And he's, you know, he's lost his missus. He's lost his blow-up doll. You know, he's, he's seeing fucked up shit. So he's just going to have to lie down in the car. No outside the house. I do This movie is disproving my theory that movies don't need establishing shots, because I have no idea where what the geography is, what location is. Like this scene, this actually does seem like a town. To be honest, that's quite a cool shot. They silhouetted through the partition with a gun. I like that. That's good. You didn't have to ask him once to come in, love. Come on. Get out of your ass. You can't hide the gun. He just saw it through the window and in your hand. Yeah, I think we all consider you a basket case. And also, he would not discuss this outside the office. He said you wouldn't start raving mad. What are you talking about? I just gone with this dialogue. It's so bad, and I'm so hungry. Oh, I, I, I'm glad that I couldn't find revenge my way because I would at some point, but I'm glad I couldn't find it because I am having a lot of fun watching this terrible movie. Oh, there's a dead body on the floor. Can't keep track of who's dying and who's not dying at this point. This music is amazing. You like if you watch if you're watching this and I hope you are, I hope you appreciate how amazing this music is. So good. 
How she get there? Exactly. How she get here? Lucia Fulci loves writing female characters saying they think they're losing their mind. Like, why would you ask that? That's a rhetorical question. You are losing your mind. You are batshit insane. Don't get out of there. Don't escape. But don't drink some whiskey first because that's what you do. That's brilliant. That's your theme tagline. We don't believe in Twilight Zone. I guess we'll call Sheriff on this matter. Like, surely that's the first thing you'd do. And now we hear the farty, farty noise of zombification process kicking in. Or not zombification. Because they're not zombies. Except they are sometimes. Except sometimes we get musical kids from zombie flesh eaters and sometimes we don't. And also, these people don't seem to understand what's going on. And now he's... Where did, where did he pick the gun up? I remember him picking the gun up. They don't seem surprised that the door was left wide open, despite the fact that it wasn't left wide open. And even if it was left wide open, it's clearly a noise of someone walking through a door. And there's only one person in the house, and that person was dead. And now look on the floor, and she's gone. Why does that take two seconds to pan down? Why do they seem to stare at it for a second before actually reacting to it? Why am I asking all these questions? And now she's... Now she's gone up a floor. Sorry. She's gone... She's gone upstairs. Just leave. Just leave. Well, I'm sorry, mate. Where did she go? No! Why would you search? The dead body on the floor has disappeared. The woman you're with, who you see for therapy, who you've deduced is not insane, hears noises upstairs. Maybe you should go outside. And leave. And not come back. What the fuck is that painting? That that picture even. It's just a creepy stone doll. Wait, what? What is she in the walls? What? There were feet in a little hole sticking out of the wall. Oh my god. This is an ordeal. I it's too early to drink beer, but man, it's tempting to drink beer. So, uh, just over halfway point of this, and I'll say this is an interesting experiment, but not necessarily the best idea to do, having just woke up on Sunday. Oh, God. Oh, it is fun, though, and I like it. Um, I don't like the lack of tension between them, a lack of chemistry even. I mean, no tension either, but there's no chemistry. There's glass, sitting up wall, and there's blood dripping from glass. It's very accurate glass. 
My God. I love sound effects too. For tension, I, I said this about Tom Flesh, he does, I don't think Lucio Fawlty can write or direct worth a damn in terms of like the acting performances. But in terms of the aesthetics, he's so good. He gets that you can have those little images like the blood dripping from the glass and the foggy background and all of that and have them really work. And he's very good at it. Sorry, sorry, hang on a second. The priest is now telling us that this place was built on Salem, the village of Salem, but movies called City of Living Dead, but Dunwich is a town, but they have to go to the village of Salem. So let's start again. The movie's called City of the Living Dead. It's set in the town of Dunwich, the small town, and they have to go to a place that was erected over village of Salem. So why couldn't it have been called City of the Living Dead? And it's actually a town, but the movie will end in the erected commune on the village of Salem. Or why could you not just call it Town of the Dead? Simple. But City of Living Dead sounds better, I'll give you. But if it's not set in a city, they don't say city. I don't know who this woman is. I don't know who any of these characters are, but I particularly don't know this woman. But she's found Bob, you know, Peter Green. <laughs> Wait, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Calm down, mate. Don't smack a guy and then turn the electric drill on. What? What? I'm sorry, what is going on? Are you really going to murder this guy? Wait, what? Is this a different movie? Why is it? Sorry, to explain. Bob ran into this uh, woman named Anne who had joint stuffed into her knickers and she said, do you want to smoke joint with me? And then her father attacked Bob slash Peter Green and then a electric saw turned on or drill or something and now he's trying to murder Bob by pushing his head into a saw and Bob's offering no no defense so this is a good time to find out that anchor only does 60 minute segments because I got an out I got to the 72 minute mark of this movie and then I decided to look up an internet link because I was trying to advertise a friend's YouTube series and it dawned on me that it stopped recording so I yep 
I will need to pick up my left off. So this is just me saying sorry about confusion and I will be picking up my left off. So it's not continuous video this time, unfortunately. There is a gap, but if you can pause now and press play when I come back, that'll be fine. Thanks for listening. So, right, we're back, and I'm at 59 minutes, 54 seconds, and I, unfortunately, I have to rewatch part of this movie again. Hopefully, if you're watching the first time, you're going straight through, because why would you want to watch this twice? All oh, right, fuck it. We're back at the bit where there's a silhouette on window of an Alfred Hitchcock-looking motherfucker. Because why not? We're back to the cemetery and oh my god, I have to do this rant again. Oh dear god. That's not your natural accent. That's not the accent you are using earlier. Yep, welcome to the City of Dead. I hit that line again. I did a rant last time about how it's the City of Dead, but it's actually Town for the Dead and also they're in Salem which is a village erected under a graveyard. Oh God, this is just pain to sit through twice. And now all our plots insert like fucking Magnolia and shit, which actually is quite apt for what happens in seconds. I like to imagine P.T. Anderson watches cinematic instrument and thought, hey, that's how I'll make Magnolia. I'll do a bunch of shit that doesn't make any sense, but I'll have good dialogue so people won't notice. Good dialogue, incidentally, is important. Because this movie, it's emphasised the fact that horror movies without conflict don't really work. Because there's no conflict. There's external conflict of the living dead, but internally and between characters, there's no conflict. These characters just... There's nothing. They're not angry. They don't all want different. They all want the same thing, but it's all so vague. Like it just doesn't seem like they're particularly doing a good job of conveying what these characters want and what their needs are. They're not conveying what needs are and what their wants are and what their desires are. In script writing, you need that. You need to have a goal, a character arc, and a true character. None of these characters have true characters. They're all exerting. They're all exerting certain personalities, but there's nothing beneath them. There's also annoying plot contrivances and plot, not plot holes, but things like witches who have gone in just this bit, and I mentioned again. There's this bit I was talking about rather than Magnolia. Um... Oh, I won't go into detail, because if you haven't seen Magnolia, you should watch it. Everyone who raves about T.J. Anderson's new stuff, I agree. I think it's great. But fucking Boogie Nights is a literal disproving of the sophomore slump. Literal disproving. And in this scene, we're getting a... I don't know if this is the sophomore movie for Lucio Fulci, but it's definitely a slump from Zombie Flesh Eaters. These characters are all getting locusts smashed, slamming onto their faces. One of them throws up a bit of cream soup. Doesn't appear to be particularly phased by it. The, uh, 
I, the visuals is great. I, I like Lucio Fulci's visuals. I'll say it again for many times. He's great at cre creating creepy shit like this. Sometimes it does make sense, like a bit with the. Um, I don't even know if it's gone. But in this case, it makes sense. It's a really stark image. Like you could put. You take a Photoshop photograph of this image and put it in any horror movie in country and people be like. Wow, I want to watch that movie. So that's a really cool effect. I, I do appreciate that. I appreciate that he's trying to go out of his way to come up with these weird, gross images. It's not like something like sit. It's not like something like Island of Death, which is just shit. Incidentally, you guys, the finale of season one at the moment, the bottle episode, because I'm planning season one be about 13 episodes um, at the moment. It might change. But finale is going to be a bottle episode with which watches Island of Death. I might have to be very drunk for that one. I'm just saying that from because I watched that and it is literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It is staggeringly awful, repugnant filmmaking. And for that one, I recommend that you don't watch it. Don't watch a movie. Just listen. You know, I'll. I'll I'll describe much as can about going into specifics. Anyway, back to John John. His parents died two days... His grandparents died two days ago. And blood is dripping from the ceiling. Um, via what looks like a brain that's being embedded in plaster. Really strange, really gross. I always seem to have cold when doing this. If you notice, VHS I had cold. You know, VHS too kind of. This I really do have cold. It's because I work very hard and I... Do this and I socialise. So I have to jam all of that in. But don't feel bad for me because I doing this podcast, I love it. I I genuinely love it. And when I was seeing the Attitude Era live yesterday, the um they do wrestling podcasts based on the Attitude Era. Those guys fucking it. Genuine rock stars. Like you watch them on stage. And you listen to reaction, they get more of that. And all I think of is, that's what I want to do. Maybe you'll think, he's not good enough. But, oh, God. Even just doing this, even for in this regard, is amazing. I love it. So much fun. God, this kid can't act. He's terrible. So awful. Don't patronise the little brat. He knows what he's done. Columb it's so Columbo, he's got to go funeral parlour. He's got to have the parlour scene. He's got to investigate the people who may have caused this. You know, we know who did it, but Columbo needs to interrogate them, get them to confess, you know? Because they all secretly want to confess. 26 minutes left. Now get zombie flesh eaters rip off music. And that's fine. If you go rip off the best, rip anyone off, you should rip off the best. And if you've done it yourself, then you should definitely rip your own work off. I mean, John Carpenter made a career out of that. One upping is great. That fucking soundtrack for shit. Instantly, by the end of today, I've done five podcasts in four weeks. I'm pretty proud of that. You know, the goal was always to get 10 and go from there, but I think I'll actually get 13. And look, I really should add, 
I keep saying this. I love Lucio Fulci. Is like he might not actually design the music, but I think he has a real input on what it sounds like, and he does such a good job. It's so cool. It's so atmospheric. So. And it's also great because this is only a little change. It's only a little bit of change and reworking some of the Flesh Eaters ones. But it's great. Sorry, it displays continuity in a musical sense. And I think a lot of people forget that. They think continuity is just what happens in the movie. But you can create visual and tonal and, like, musical. Even anecdotal continuity, like little things like... Things that an actor does in one movie, infringing on another, musical scores, like, popping up here and there. And knowing that Marvel Cinematic Universe way, because this isn't technically a sequel on Flesh Eaters, but it shares a, a nature with it, I guess you could say. And I don't know why there's monkeys in the background. I, I guess sort of you can go with the idea that monkeys... Red and Grave Zombification too. That's awesome. That shot of Emily under the stairs. Just blank stare. Just that one off shot. And then she grabs um, Susan and rips her back for head open. Oh, speak of. This was point last time I was trying to promote my friend's YouTube channel. If you search for Marionette um, Creepy by Candlelight on um, YouTube... She's put up a bunch of videos and they're all great, really good videos. And I've always said my goal in life with creative stuff is to obviously be as successful as possible, but to leverage that success and try to pass it on as much as I can to my friends who make creative stuff because I think the goal, the real goal of anyone should be to work with your friends in a craft sense and if you can benefit them and they benefit you great but also good people have good things happen to them so watch marionette on them youtube the latest video has gone up it's um oh, the name elusive moment but she investigates a uh friary in ireland and it's very cool and it's got uh heartwarming hilarious ending so definitely marionette on youtube Creep by candlelight. Watch it. It's really good. If I got anything for that wrong, I'm sure I'll be. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get a very amusing message. Correcting me, and I'll correct it for the next episode. Not VHS viral, but the next um, episode after that. Anyway, John John's escaped from zombie number two, and Emily's caught up with him because she can teleport apparently, and she's got a great. This actress has got a great. I don't really know what's going on look on her face. And any of these images of the living dead, you could photograph and put online. And people be like, I want to watch that movie. And I think that's Fulci's gift. He makes iconic shit. It makes you want to watch his movies. Like selling points. That image doesn't need any context, doesn't need any translation. Just up as is. Up as is. It's a bit like the... I am paling from some flesh eaters. He knows how to sell a movie. He's a truly international director. Anyway, Emily, she's staring at the therapist because Fulci doesn't know how to actually structure half his scenes. 
he just knows how great the iconic imagery Columbus telling people what to do I genuinely do think this character was actually based on Columbo but at the same time where's that cop gone from earlier the cop is investigating witches he's just disappeared Get impression it might be a bit like Tom Wizard's room where actors just leave and they don't come back and they just need to replace them for other actors. Like this far away shot is this great job of creating tension for the final scene. It's strange that Fulci nails off the ones that don't require external action. Just shots of people walking. He can create the perfect image and perfect iconography for them. But in terms of action scenes and stuff like that, he, he might get visuals right, but he can't get the characters or the actors to do the correct job. Like, the zombie actors are great. They get what they're doing. But the actual actors in these movies don't seem to do a very good job of putting across what they're meant to be conveying. But I don't know if that's the actor's fault or the script's fault. Why does this character change his mind? Superstitious, not superstitious. Superstitious, now he's saying zombies seem deadly and their greatest love crap. You've seen so much weird shit and you're not believing it. Like, at this point in the movie, these characters should be believing it. The fact they don't is a flaw of the movie. I don't know what they're reacting to. Movie's very unclear points of what characters are actually seeing and might be reacting to. Enough points it's too clear, it's very confusing. Not long left. There's only well, it says eighteen minutes forty-three. Instantly, this is in HD, and it does look at points. It looks very nice. Seriously, it sounds like there's monkeys everywhere. Where, if there are monkeys. If there's meant to be monkeys in the background, why can't we see them? I would love to see a Lucio Fulci. I, I would love to have seen him make a movie based on Buck Congo. I think that would have been absolutely amazing. Because he's so weird. In fact, that's that disappoints me now. I want there to be a Lucio Fulci version of Con Michael Crichton's Congo. That would be amazing. Or someone make a, mo a movie based on that book... But done in style of Lucio Fulci. Let's screw it. Shudder. Shudder. If you're watching this. Seriously. Throw money at someone. To make a Lucio Fulci style movie. Based on the book Congo. I mean if you throw money at me. I'd happily make it. But you know. 
I'd be happy if someone else did it and I'd just recap it. But you should do that. And then they should call it Michael Crichton's Lucio Fulci's Congo. That'd be amazing. There's zombies teleporting out of nowhere for this movie, which zombies don't teleport. So these aren't zombies, these are demonic entities. And usually I get pissed off when movies do that, like 28 Days Later with the rage monsters. But in this case, zombies do not teleport. That's just not in their purview. So demonic entities. And also it was bad because you start movies saying literally, literally the character creates a gateway to an evil dimension and then you don't use that you call them zombies and living dead don't call them zombies like they should be called city of the demonic gateway that would be a fucking awesome title you know like because it's such a great idea but they don't go with that idea because they want because zombies were popular at times they go there but like they're not zombies. They are zombies, but they're not zombies at the same time. It's very strange. Colombo, you should stop smoking, mate. You're going to die of lung cancer. Oh, no. Oh, I said something bad. So pushing open the tombstone of Thomas family, Thomas is the father, a priest from earlier, who committed suicide and somehow opened the gateway to an evil dimension, which the gateway leads people who died here to rise up, I guess. It doesn't feel like you need to open the gateway to another dimension for that to happen. It's very tangible. It's very tangible. Tangential, so well do. And now they're climbing in the Thomas Barrow plot. I guess this is actually like a chamber of some sort. I guess fit that many bodies in there, it has to be. But wait, what? Because how would you fit bodies in there? There's no safe way to put bodies inside. There's a rickety ladder, but you couldn't carry a coffin down there. Unless there's another entrance, but if there's another entrance, why don't they go in that entrance instead of this one? I wish I was reviewing Revenge. Because, like, I I was hoping that this would be for good movies, but, you know, evolution of podcasts and all that. And, in fact, I'm recording two episodes today. I might not even get VHS viral. This is exhausting me. That's really exhausting me. But on plus side, we learned Anchor and does 60 minutes at a time, so I can actually prepare for that next time. Do a part one, part two. I'll catch you in parts, yeah. You passed this grave, you moron. So it's saying 1980. That's very telling. I, I don't rate this highly on my list of movies. I do oddly rate it highly on my list of demonic gateway possession movies. I mean, it's a long way below Event Horizon, but it's it's a very good, very admirable take on the genre. Like, I, I, I love the idea behind I don't think... It's, I'll go more detail in the end. This is not a very good zombie movie. 
but if you view it as a different sort of movie, it is genuinely good. I mean, rubbish. You can call something rubbish but enjoy it and still think it has value. You know, like... And you can also say something's rubbish and has no value, so... Rats! 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 Why do it have to be rats? And how does a rat get inside there? Seriously, how did the rat get inside there? Was it inside when they buried Thomas? Because it'd have to be, surely. Because otherwise, how'd it get in there? Because if it got in there, there'd be an easier way for them to open this up, surely. Oh no, body's gone. Oh, that's how a rat got in, it broke out. The, the not zombie zombie broke out and then rat broke in. But then why wouldn't rat go back out? What well, my question is. I miss um instantly I miss bits like this where they're showing okay, zombies eat a zombie's eating someone. But I really do miss the tape recorders in horror movies thing. Because I remember my favourite part of Evil Dead 2 was... No. Evil... Yeah, Evil Dead 2. Because they find the tape recorder of the um, the professor's um, studies into the Necronomicon. And I love it because you always get these very stupidly professedly authoritative voices and they speak on tapes with such clarity and it's so cool because they find tape and then you've uncovered a bit of mystery the finding of tape is a bit of conflict and a plot device but the actual find of it they feel like they've accomplished something and then when they listen to the tape <laughs> then when they listen to the tape it adds such an a teacherly nature things like you're learning which is cool because like you feel like you're learning a key part of mythology and that wasn't really what just happened just all points bulletin from cops but at the same time it means so much more than a walkie-talkie or something like that it's very cool very cool and it's I think it ties into my love of video games like Resident Evil where you f and Alan Wake and whatnot, where you find this shit. Like, even Friday Frames game, when you find tapes and listen to them and you get a vital piece of that story you wouldn't otherwise know, you feel like you've accomplished something. And I know I haven't accomplished this and you haven't accomplished something watching this movie because we haven't, but it's still cool. Oh, shit, Columbo. No, Columbo. Again, ties back to the there's no states thing. Columbo can die here, but doesn't mean anything because he's got no arc. He's just doing things to do them. And also, none of the characters seem to give a shit. Also, rats are hungry. Oh, those rats are adorable. They're just hungry. Like, they're going to become zombies in a second, but they are fucking adorable. Also, why is this woman head zombie? Why has she got magical powers?
the masculine ones. Obviously, she's got magical powers and she's. For Mary's not much of a witch. Sorry, that's my stump rumbling. Oh, he's. Oh, he stabbed Susan in the gut. But she's a zombie, mate. That's not going to do the trick. Oh, no, apparently that's done the trick because she's not a zombie. See, this is what I mean. They don't know what a zombie... Lucio Fulci seems to have forgotten what a zombie is. Because zombies don't die when you stab them in the gut. Or even drop down. See, he's sad. And I get that. But like, at the same time, you haven't set up a character arc. Or a plot resolution or true character you've just you're just doing things to do them and also you haven't taken up last zombie because you know now water dripping is quite creepy like use of minimalist sound in movies can be quite cool less is more when it comes to sounds you have silence for a few seconds and then something happens on and off it has a really cool effect. Like, so, Kento, if you're alone in your house in the middle of the night and you hear water dripping, I'll wake you up and you'll be startled. You hear door shut, you'll be startled. It's a human response. And sometimes it's annoying horror movies when you do jump scares like that, but enough times it's not a jump scare, it's literally just like a drip and it puts you on edge. And this cavern set they've signed is really cool, by the way. I mean, it's very atmospheric, very, very, I wouldn't say, it's not minimalist, it's not trying, to, it's not trying to draw your attention to it, but at the same time, the lighting, the blue soft lighting, and the creepy skeletons, and the cobwebs, and the, really the blue tint, and music, it creates this really terrifying aesthetic. Oh shit. This is so zombie fleshy. There's this music. Because the zombies aren't zombies. In the city. It's not a city. In the town. It's not a town. In the village. It's not a village. They're all waking up. This movie could be called. A.K.A. The Movie. Yeah. Really good. Because F thing is. A.K.A. For something different. Like they're not zombies. They're zombies, but they're not zombies. This movie's called The City and It's Not... The City and It's Not a City of Living Dead, but it's not Living Dead. I love these wake-up shots, so this is pure Fulci. He did the same thing Zombie Flesh Eaters. Same in Zombie Flesh Eaters. The zombies waking up and coming forward and marching. That's also a really cool mirror on the ceiling. It's like plate glass and it's multicoloured. And we're getting sense... I mean, it's kind of weird. This feels like this movie feels like that Tarantino star effect of there's not a lot that there's a lot more that could be put in about backstory and stuff like that of the gateway and whatnot. Almost like it could be a main series, but then characters don't have depth for that. And clearly, Fulci cares more about the subtle backstory. He did the same thing in um, Zombie Flesh Eaters with the Spanish Conquistadors. He loves the teases of that, like the fact that this story is much bigger than anyone knows. 
He's a master pal, I'd say. And only five minutes left, y'all. Oh shit, teleportation priest zombie. In words of Arnold, you want ugly motherfucker. This Peter Cushing looking motherfucker. Smiling for the camera, Michael. What a beautiful smile. Lucio Fulci loves putting this woman through eye horror. Writing the gut, the writing gizzards. Ooh. <laughs> All right, noise. Now he's on fire. He got stabbed in gut. Now he's on fire. Goes, why not? I like the three blade tears and my whiskers though. She does seem like a crazy cat lady. Why are the zombies on fire? I, is the game, Lucio Fulci probably knows why, but he doesn't feel it's important to actually explain the moving. In some ways it's not, because it's lovely. It's a core fact. Clearly it's part of his continuity. Clearly it's part of Kangen backstory mythology. Just leave it that. These characters, like the, the two characters watching this don't understand. Despite the fact one of them's literally a witch. They don't understand what's going on fully. So why would we? It's like Indiana Jones, like this shit's beyond human comprehension. Even for that guy, he's just walking to wall over and over again on fire. Like, mate, state of your fucking walking, mate. Seriously. And now we get shot of all zombies stood still on fire because, you know, they're not, they're just effects and prosthetics at this point. So people aren't there, so just have them stood still. Very cool effect though, like the fire being the most sharp colour in the frame, like you get the orangey red clashing with the blue and the sort of sludgy brown, quite a cool effect. God, I'm almost over. Mace is only like two minutes. There's less than two minutes of credits, actually. Anyway, we're in Graveyard. John John's there. It's really blue and green and foggy. And oh no, someone's coming out grave, and it's the therapist man. And Mary's coming too. Mary, who's not a witch anymore, and not not contrary anymore. I hate John John so much. What a horrible child. He's possessed, isn't he? Wait, what? 
these questions for years me and you the viewer but we're not going to because i'm going to turn this off that was an experience i enjoyed it i had fun and in terms of possessed demon gateway movies i rate that relatively highly a long way for below event horizon granted but kind of slightly above clothesfield paradox but that's and and i don't like sunshine so above that Feel free to throw me your complaints. But I would say that in terms of zombie movies, that was very bad. In terms of Lucio Fulci movies, yeah, this is a good one. I'd say music's great, direction's great, aesthetic's great, visual's great. But the acting was horrific, as usual. And the writing wasn't much better. But I think I would leave it there. And hopefully, oh no, we'll look at some reviews. Four stars, five stars, five stars. 6.3 out of 10 from IMDb. I would not go for that. And what's Lucio Fulci known for? Murder Rock, Dancing Death, City of the Living Dead, A Cat in the Brain, A Housewife Century. I think I'll just try Cat in the Brain at some point. Oh, wait, wait. This is the first part of his Death Trilogy. Also including Beyond and House in by Cemetery. Right, we, we'll get to those at some point. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that, the first bottle episode. I enjoyed doing it from a nice, comfortable place. And I will see you on... It's gone for weeks. I'm recording this on Sunday. It'll go up on Tuesday. And I'll be recording VHS Viral later on. But I will, in terms of this recap, which goes up on Tuesday, that'll be it. And I'll see you on Friday. So... Remember, life is beautiful.